Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Tea Podcast. Uh, this is Zetong here. And this is Hui Yi. And as per usual, uh, if you don't really know, I'm a full-time actor as well as a digital marketer or ex-digital marketer at a carousel. I mean, at a carousel, at a tech startup. <laughs> yeah, and I also work in startups in tech, currently in between jobs. Mm, yeah, so Hui Yi, what have you been up to recently? You know oh, uh, and and guys, uh, sorry for the week uh, of hiatus. We were, we'd like to wish you guys like you know happy Chinese New Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have been uh, busy, you know, eating all the Binging. CNY goodies and also you know gambling our ang bao money away. Yeah, we've had a few uh, gambling sessions together. Oh yeah, Hui and I yes, we certainly <laughs> did, and both of us actually lost our money. He actually, you actually won first what? in oh. the first round that we had. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. And in the first <laughs> round, there were, it was a play. We were playing the in-between game. Yep. And uh, eventually, I lost everything in. So like they say, you don't gamble because you yeah. always lose. Don't gamble. <laughs> <laughs> but what else have you been up to you know, recently? Besides, is it mostly just CMY over the last two weeks? I mean, given that the time between when we filmed the last podcast until now, it's mainly just Chinese New Year, right? So yeah. I think basically, it's just um, Chinese New Year, lah, spending more time with family I guess but I'm sure this year CNY is very much different for both of us yeah very like, much. Um, for me personally like it's gotten a lot more like smaller much more cozier yeah I visit less uh, houses that I would used to but then maybe you could share a bit more about yourself you mm. can't go back to would you, would you prefer would you prefer that it's cozier and smaller settings because given the introvert way you would prefer mm. smaller settings I guess once in a while it's still good to like experience like that whole like um, crowded large family yeah especially so um, for example once a year we would have this very huge gathering with more than I don't know 100 people yeah which is impossible to do this year yeah yeah and then everybody just you know do the low hay together oh yeah really so this year you like, bring out the festive mood la. yeah when we don't have that this much like it doesn't really feel like Chinese Chinese New Year I, I see yeah, uh, yeah but what about for yourself yeah I'm getting the same vibe as you like uh, this is my first time that I spent it uh, in Singapore actually so to me actually it felt a lot more like uh, it doesn't feel as much as CNYG uh, the festive moods uh, as I've experienced the last few years um, I would say that you know it's more it's different it's definitely different I wouldn't say you know it's less it's just more like a different experience um, experiencing Chinese New Year without my parents <laughs> because you know Chinese New Year is meant for like families together and you know wish each other good luck um, but this time around it's very different so but I'm happy I, I experienced this as well because I don't think I'll ever do it if if the situation allows, actually. Mm. <laughs> I'd rather be with my parents. So what have you been doing in Chinese New Year then? Mostly it's working. I think I think even to the last minute of uh, the previous year of RAD, I was still working uh, because, you know, I'm uh, at the TV station. And I only had to do four days of break. But the four days of break, I had so much steamboat and hot pot mm. that I just want to, like, you know, puke at the next hot pot gathering already. Is it? Yeah, so much of the the shabu shabu and the and the and the, the chicken soup, chicken stock soup that we are drinking at each hot pot. Yeah. So Great. like maybe like question for you: Hai Di Lao or Beauty in the Pot? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm always a I'm always a big fan of Beauty in the Pot. Actually, mm-hmm. if they're listening, please sponsor me. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I've always been a fan of the collagen soup. Right, so even right. I myself, uh, when we were making the hot pot uh, for the Chinese New Year Eve, I actually bought uh, collagen soup as well. Mm. Actually, I not name, name the brand, oh, but okay. I also bought a collagen uh, soup, 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 collagen soup stock mm. uh, to help boost the flavor. Not right, me, right. Like my sister did. I, I, see, I didn't I prepare see. the food. 
Got yeah. it, got it. So that was nice, that was nice. Uh, and, and I think that it's really a very convenient you can set up like a almost a high tea or almost a beauty in the pot, hot pot session right at the comfort of your home. So that's really nice. Mm. That's good, that's good. Yeah, so for you, Hai Di Lao or Beauty in the Pot? Beauty in the Pot also. Oh, why? I, I think their soup is better than Hai Di Lao, I guess. Oh. And for some reason, I think that Beauty in the Pot is more affordable than Hai Di Lao. Oh, really? I don't know why I have that um that, that perception. Because you're full from drinking the soup, huh? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Because uh, I think the prices are about the same. I don't think there's much difference. Oh, I do like the like dessert that Beauty in the Pot serves at the end. Yes, I love it. That oh yuzu drink, I think. Okay, so okay. the last I've been, which is this, just last month, uh, they changed the yuzu drink. Oh, uh, Which okay. is pretty sad. Yeah, yeah, if they listen to this, they better, you know, get our customer feedback. Uh, yeah. That please bring the yuzu, uh, ice blend the yuzu back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Because they changed it and I didn't quite like it though. Mm. Yeah, they changed it to a, if I'm not wrong, it's a lychee drink. Oh, lychee, okay. I, I spent that, but right, I don't. Right. I prefer the yuzu one. Mm, right in, uh, right into them. <laughs> <laughs> I should feed feedback to that next time. Yep, yep. Great, but anyway, this week isn't about you know this week's topic isn't about you know CNY or nor is it about hot pot. Although the debate on uh the two big brands in Singapore are discussed, what are we talking about today, Waze? Oh, we're talking about our university major. <laughs> yeah, did we choose the right university major or not? So yeah, actually it's interesting because. Uh, the last podcast episode that we did with uh, we did is actually mainly discussing on what we're we talking about that led us to oh it was an NOC experience yep. and it led us to talking about you know uh, uni- university experience and of course Hui and I had very different um, although despite us being in the same university which is uh, NUS in Singapore uh, we had very different um, university experiences mm-hmm. uh, so we're also wondering like you know did we given our choices now and given that we have the hindsight you know hindsight is always 2020 do we think that the our business major is the right choice for us today? And that's one thing I'll discuss before you. Mm. But uh, she has a few points that she wants to raise, interestingly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But so what do you want to talk before about? Before that, like, I would also want to ask you first, like, what made you choose NUS business in the first place? Mm. And also, like, what other choices were you considering? And then, like, what mm. made you yeah, like, eventually decide to go this way? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think since I was young, I think maybe because, like, you know, my parents run like a small retail business in Malaysia and, and I've been you know always educated about the so-called the the the, the shang Tsing, uh, which is um, the theories of making business and doing businesses in Malaysia so I always thought that I'll grow up to be a businessman maybe you know doing different kinds of businesses so I always thought that you know the enterprising me feel that uh, felt that back then in JC after it levels that business was the right decision for me because I want to you know learn how to run a business or like how to manage a business yeah. but um, I'll leave that but for later but that was why that was why I, I chose a business and I didn't really consider any other uh, major I don't know why but back then I felt that uh, I didn't want to be an engineer I didn't want to be a specialist I wanted to be some someone with a business knowledge because I know that I'll excel in that I know that I'm good at sales I know that I can do marketing so I wanted to do this too even more uh, back in university yeah. right. and I did vividly remember telling my mom that you know, if I can't get into NUS business, and back then it was quite tough to get into NUS business. Uh, it was one of the toughest course, courses to get in with A-level results. I did tell my mom that if I didn't get into business, I would not go into university <laughs> at all. So that was my, like, that was how hardcore I was about passion, business But if course. you don't go into NUS business, like, what were you going to do? No, I'll just start working immediately. I yeah, see. I feel that, I feel that if I can't get into business, I don't want any other courses for me. Right. Because, you know, university is a big course uh, as well, so might as well, you know, 
save okay. that save that money and do something else with it. Okay, understand cost wise, but then what about other universities? So, oh, uh, I actually back then I was quite I would say school agnostic, so I, I didn't mind any of the universities in Singapore. So do you get offers from? Uh, I got it from NUS and SMU business schools. Uh, NTU unfortunately rejected me very sadly. Mm. I have no idea why. Um, but yeah, I was deciding between um NUS and SMU. Right. Yeah, yeah, correct. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. And I chose NUS for the campus life. La, and I indeed did experience the campus yeah, life. You stayed on campus, right? Yeah, yeah, and lived on campus, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, correct. Cool. What about you? How do you choose business? Uh, and actually, for people who are listening to this, many of you, many of our friends don't know this, but she used to be a two dual degree, double degree holder. <laughs> she used to be a double degree holder. And not just that, she's also a scholar in NUS. <laughs> Yeah, That's how good her grades were. Yeah, but grades are just one part of like <laughs> your life journey, right? Yeah. So why I chose NUS business is also because um I had a very naive way of thinking is mm. that at that point in time I really loved baking. Oh, and then okay. you know like baking. you relate like baking to wanting to set up your own cafe. Then I thought like okay, okay. cafe equals entrepreneurship, right? And yep. US business must teach me about entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. Yep. um that's exactly my train of thought lah. So when I explored um different courses, it was mainly around business just because of that. Yeah. Like um To so, start a cafe. Uh yeah, to start a cafe. Wow, exactly. okay. That was my main motivation for joining business school actually. Okay. Because baking and business both start with B. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay. So uh so I considered a few different um courses. Uh, courses um NTU and NUS. SMU was a bit too far from my house. Uh so in the end I went with NUS. I also tried a double degree in comms and new media also mm-hmm. thing at that point in time as in um uh, i do like writing to a certain extent okay so i thought comms and new media would be a good way for me to also explore that part of um, what i actually enjoy doing the journalism part of the comms and new media yeah just okay. writing in general maybe not specifically journalism okay yeah so that's when i did both and then my mm. grades weren't good enough yeah for me to do both lah. Then okay. I drop uh, CNM to actually just continue business itself. Oh, okay. I see. Because you were busy doing other things in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, working uh. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Then, then maybe you want to share more. Let's get to the you know, gist of the things. Mm. Of, like, maybe you want to bring up your points on whether business major is or was the right choice for you. Mm. So like, then if you followed that train of thought, right? Mm. At least for me, my own personal experience is that yeah. that's like absolutely not the case. <laughs> <laughs> then when I went to NUS business, then I realized that this is just my own personal experience, so it may not be the same for everyone. Yeah. Is that it's more gearing the students towards like um, finance and investment banking. Yeah, <laughs> then it that, is. that was kind of like um, a surprise for me because mm. like I'm not good with numbers and Finance is not something that I'm interested in also. Mm-hmm. So when everybody started to like talk more about getting internships in those uh, industries then Banks, yeah. yeah, then I'm like, um, this is not really what I signed up for actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. um it just so happened that uh at that point in time double degree people were split um into different classes. 
So in NUS business during our time is that you kind of get a class um, where you get to always mingle with the same yeah. group of people yeah, yeah. called an AG. La. Correct, similar to classes in secondary schools and JCs. Yeah. yeah, of course. Then double degree people are actually split. So it's yeah. that every module you actually meet a different group of people. Yeah. Basically you are stranded like like the lost child, like the step stepchildren <laughs> in the family. Of, kind of, yeah. Okay. So as in like um for me it's basically just meeting like different groups of people, uh every module. Yeah. Which I mean for me I don't open easily to people. So that itself was kind of like a struggle for me. Mm. So also given the fact that um in NUS business they also put some emphasis on class participation during seminars, right? Yes, we love it, don't we? <laughs> class participation. Yeah, we to share your experience <laughs> about class part. <laughs> well, I mean, to briefly explain it for those who didn't, you know, go to business school, uh, who didn't, who were who fortunate enough to not experience this, uh, class participation is essentially, uh, it makes up a huge bulk of our grades, uh, which is about, it makes up about 30% of our uh, grades. And what you have to do is that, you know, you have to show... Your, your eagerness and enthusiasm in class in front of the lecturer and the professors and you have to be you know profusely asking great questions or good questions or even actively participating in class and that's what class participation meant but uh, I think I think as it turns out in our experiences I think we felt that most of the time uh, people were just because it's so built in or so um, people were just incentivized to raise hand for to ask like things of of little value of like things that are not so necessary or not so like yeah. although there are no dumb questions definitely that still holds true true but I feel that a lot of times like we were digressing in class or like the questions asked were you know not of so much value to the rest mm. of the class like, but and at the same time a lot of them felt to me that they weren't they weren't there to ask the questions. They're there more for the grades, mm-hmm. I think. But it's, I can't blame them because the system made them this way because you want to change it, you change the system, right? So, But that was my experience la, with class participation. And, yeah, yeah. Exactly. La. Like, um, for me, I also felt like people were asking questions for the sake of asking them. Uh, and then again, I don't blame them because if it makes up 30% of your grades, yeah, right, you just, then you just have got to do it yeah, they're just trying to survive and grades. get good grades. Yeah, yeah, of course. I remember in my last semester, um, I also had like a module that has quite a high class part. Mm. But then I was quite adamant not to even ask any questions about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you get for the grade? Oh my god, did the professor? <laughs> C is pretty bad for for a university course actually. For yeah. a university module, so, but no, but like, I just didn't agree. Like, yeah. why um you would force this kind of thing to people but that's really just my own mm. personal opinion because I feel like um, if like you don't tell a monkey to like swim if what it's good at is climbing a tree for example okay like you can't force everyone to be like the same modes of like what yeah. not and like who's to say that uh, you doing better in class part makes you a better business person like mm. that's something I really didn't agree with. Yeah, so even yeah. at the cost of my grades, I just didn't feel like participating in this <laughs> la, So actually, yeah. uh, so so now that we have worked for a few years, I actually raised a point that uh, at some point I feel that that system designed to force everyone, whether you're an introvert or extrovert student, to start raising uh, your hands and asking questions and participate in conversations in the class, would actually help those. 
people in the workforce because I've worked for a few years and I feel that in company meetings if you're not there to contribute your idea or your thoughts or discussions then why are you in that meeting room so that was in my that was my opinion and of course when you're there because people need your expertise need people need your specialist experiences or even like because you have hands-on touched on that topic for the longest time in your career so people want you in the meeting room to provide opinions and that's when I feel that when you're in the work workforce you should actively contribute in meetings of course like meaningful stuff because you're not there for the grades anymore you don't talk for the grades anymore mm. so I felt that to a certain extent it's still good that it forces you to you know speak up Mm, I think this is more related to organisational behaviour already because I would think that this kind of speaking up thing doesn't go one way. Like, uh, for example, if I was this organisation, then I know that um, someone valuable in my team just doesn't communicate the way um, to openly share ideas in a meeting. Yes. Then it's also part of me as the company or the manager to find another way to actually get the value out of this yeah. particular person, uh, be yeah. it through one-on-one meetings yes. or whatnot. Correct. So while I agree that to a certain extent this helps prepare you for the workforce itself, yeah. um, I don't think it's the only way to actually prepare someone for the workforce. Um, yeah. And then uh, probably, I mean, I don't have the solution also. Like, What's the best way? to actually prepare someone to go out to the working world, right? Because yep. there's so many companies out there with different working cultures. So many soft skills as well, yep. Uh, I think best way is to really learn on the job. Like, whatever you learn in school is theoretical, it applies, but you won't really know what you're in until you join a specific company or team. Uh. Of course, of course. But, I mean, what I wanted to say is that if in school you had experience of forcing yourself to speak up, it might help you a little bit at least, you know, to speak up to yeah, at work. Probably yeah. for some places. And, yeah, and places. <laughs> yeah, of course, I mean, what Hui, what Hui says, right? I feel that, you know, good managers are hard to come by. Not all managers are like, you know, not all managers think, think like you that they need to provide the people a different setting or a different uh, environment to start for them to speak up or for them to engage mm. in conversations. That's what I felt. Uh. Yeah, I okay. mean, like, okay, like, then let's just take a step back and not just say that class part is bad but then mm-hmm. think of why the schools would even implement this in the first place la. yeah yeah it could be that it's so it's you should be faulting the system for designing into the for baking into but the grades maybe they had their reasons of for course. actually wanting to put class part as a compulsory thing within the grading system cool yeah 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 so what do you think it could possibly be like? actually I would say that uh, if you give it a lot less attention uh, for class participation, I think it will be a lot better. Um, I think project work itself uh, is really you know ingrained in all the business modules, almost all business modules that we take on. So there is really a lot of chances for you to work as a team, and you know engaging in conversations can happen in those team meetings as well. So I feel that raising your hand in front of fifty people isn't that necessary. I feel um, so that's why I felt that. Um, Customization does not need to come in the form of uh, incentive, uh, incentives but mm. of course you know we are in Singapore and we, we know our peers or how people in Singapore react when given a choice we would rather not speak up we would mm. rather not speak up so so in that case I guess 
like you say, the system might the way they design it is like with the intention of like trying to force it out of the people, mm. and I can understand why It's just uh, it felt a bit more brute forcing to me. I see. Cool. Yeah, that's for class part then. Yeah, uh, and is that the biggest deal deal breaker for you? Oh, okay. Your have you mentioned your? How do you feel about your university experience? I'm not sure because oh, <laughs> I really know the answer. Have you talked about your university not, experience? Not really. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you wanna share. How about how was your university major and was it the right choice? Do you oh, answer yeah. that already? Not. Not haven't. Haven't. Yeah. 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 How do I feel about it? Um, yeah. I didn't like it to be honest. Like okay. um, but then again, everyone has their own personal like um experiences, right? Mm. I know of people who really, really enjoyed their mm. university lives. Yes. Um, like for example, there's this one YouTuber that yeah. I have been watching on uh, watching. He's an NUS student. Right now. Right now, uh, Daniel Tamago. Yeah, sure. if he's listening, I, wa- <laughs> I watch his video as well, Daniel Tamago. Yeah, so he's having the time of his li- his life, doing a lot of things, uh, also in NUS business. Yeah. Um, but then for me, it just it just for me it felt like. I'm a fish out of water. Mm. Like I couldn't really um, blend in. Blend in. I didn't like what I was studying. Um, I actually mm. felt like I enjoyed comms and new media more than business. But for practical reasons, I chose to drop comms and new media. La. So, I mean, so um, you've given a choice again. Would you have dropped business again? Uh, but then, like, um, this is kind of like a hindsight twenty twenty, right? Because if I didn't take business would I be where I am today yeah. when I'm actually content with what I've been through so far okay but let's not like, let's ignore that that for the fact that hindsight is 2020 mm. if given a choice I wouldn't change it if I would still land where I am today la. okay okay yeah. let's say if you land where you are today exactly but you can change it still you get what I mean like both both decisions will end up the same for you today. But it wouldn't logically. It I mean, of course, rationally, <laughs> you wouldn't. But I mean, um, I'm just gonna find out. Like, would you do? You, did you did you feel that you enjoy CNN more as a university major compared to business? Mm, to be honest, I am not sure because I've never tried completing it anyways. I see. Okay. I just knew that I didn't enjoy enjoy business modules, lah. I see. Like okay. um. <laughs> like financial accounting, yeah, management accounting, yeah, finance two oh four. So sorry, but it, it's just it doesn't get through me. It doesn't get through me. Um, okay. And I didn't spend enough time in school also to get like a whole sensing, because um mm. technically I only spend two, two one and a half three semesters lah. Three full semesters in school yeah. because the rest I spent it on full time internships and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, so that three semesters itself was enough to tell me that I didn't really like the things that I was learning in business school. Uh. I see. Uh, would I change? I, I honestly don't know. I really am not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you had a choice, would you change? or? Uh, if you ask me that question maybe one year ago or just one to two years ago, I might have said that I would change to computer science. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I realised that Today, I realized that back then I was just thinking of the trend because it's the hype, it's the trend. Uh, you know, big data, AI, everything is coming up. So computer science graduates are definitely, you know, uh, high in demand. So what I'm thinking is that back then I could have said computer science. But today, if you ask me, no, maybe I wouldn't change. Mm. I would still feel that 
for me, I will still feel that I'm the fish in the water. So mm. I feel that I can blend in. Uh, numbers aren't, a thing, uh, aren't, aren't, aren't something that bother me. Mm. And uh, I, in fact, okay, although I do agree that business modules, there are some which I find um, might not be as applicable or as relevant to us back then. Because they talk a lot about things that's in the workplace. Like they talk about, they talk about things like leadership. They talk things like organizational behavior, which back then as an undergrad, if you haven't worked for a few years, you wouldn't have understand much or you wouldn't have much relevance. You'll just be reading the examples uh, on mm-hmm. the textbook and you will be meaningless to you. Yeah. But I do find that during my time there, there are at least like a few modules that I really like. And one of, them, one of them is actually case management that allows you to think through, you know, very, very quick, critically the, all the business decisions made by a business. Is that correct or wrong? And we study them through, you know, every single week. I really enjoy the module, although I didn't really do as well. But uh, I really do enjoy some of the content that's provided. But yes, I do agree that business is uh, for a person who has never worked. I think business major might, uh, might be slightly irrelevant for that person mm. it could be like you, can, you might want to take it as an MBA after a specialist uh, degree like you know you took engineering computer science medicine law whatever and then you go and take an MBA after mm. working for a few mm. years to understand you know um, really the business uh, how businesses in the world work mm. I think that would really benefit a lot more than starting out fresh off from uh, undergrad unless of course like I always tell everyone if you are gunning for the finance jobs the banking jobs you know uh, BBA in an undergrad business in an undergrad level is definitely the way for you uh, if you're going for accounting even better that's the most straightforward path to being accountant mm. so but besides these two paths I really don't see if there's any need um, for you to take on a business degree in undergrad level right yeah Yeah. then on this like it just reminded me like a um, few years ago there's this bunch of uni students yeah. uh, who was uh, who were attached to uh, Carousel mm. uh, under a module which is related to organizational oh, yes. behavior. Yeah. Um, and then they had a few questions for a couple of us, like um, how we make certain decisions here and whatnot. Yeah. So this example I recall is that the group of students um, kind of asked me the question, um, like whether or not, um, for example, uh, like um, do I think that um, working with uh, working in carousel um, is a is a good or a bad thing or something like that. Okay. Then I said it depends because yeah. if I work with team A, I face X Y Z challenges. Yes. If I work with team B, it's better yeah. because of um, A B C, for yeah. example. Then they say they say something along the lines of understood. But can you give us a yes or no answer? <laughs> you know, I mean, this may not relate just specifically to business, but then it that time this whole incident just struck me as how binary mm, our like, textbooks and our modules were. Yeah, education system is like, because mm. in the real life you don't have black and white, right? Like a lot of it is like gray areas or yeah. like even if you want to say yes or no to certain things, it really depends on the situation. Yeah. So that itself just. Uh, just struck me la. maybe if I was still a student I would probably think it's still a yes or no answer mm. but only when you come out to the working world then you realise that things aren't as simple as a binary mm. not yeah. everything gives you a binary yeah. answer so that's kind of one of my realisations after coming out to work actually. yeah yeah and right now let's say if we were to you know start taking the business courses as we did back then I think we would have a lot more appreciation for the models yeah, for sure yeah 
Yeah, like I was just telling Hui, you know, uh, some company would need like a peacetime CEO versus a wartime CEO because like peacetime CEO, you have you can do things with a longer term time frame and of course your attitude and your mentality and the approach uh, you give your orders or you give your, uh, you know, you, you communicate a vision will be very different from a wartime CEO when you're like fight, facing a war, you know, things are tight, resources are tight and, you know, time is constrained. Uh, you have a lot of things that you want to uh, have, make it happen within a short time frame. So these two require very different types of CEO, but essentially it could be the same person effectively. So that particular CEO would need to learn how to be a peacetime CEO versus a wartime CEO. And this is being taught in uh, leadership. I remember very, very clearly in the leadership module that we learned in uh, in US business school just that back then you know I could only appreciate as on the surface level I couldn't go deeper than that mm. I could only you know regurgitate what I read from textbook yeah. but uh, turns out in fact it's actually very applicable in the real world situation yeah yeah, yeah. correct correct so, so how would you how would you conclude your your business uh, not business university experiences because mm. <laughs> I have a fair share to talk about mine oh how would I really don't have good memories of my university experience, except for NOC. <laughs> really, really. Yeah, so, so for his uh, NUS experience equals NOC. Yeah, I went to NOC University. <laughs> <laughs> if only NOC was a university on its yeah, own, Yeah, right? I would just go and do yeah. it all, yeah. oh, oh. all the way, man. Actually, to, to digress, you know, there's also a movement that is uh, slowly building up that, you know, colleges are the biggest scam in modern societies because effectively whatever content you can get from your professors and lecturers they are of course you know summarized from textbooks they have been written with multiple revised editions and in short you can find all the content you want uh, across yep. you know the world wide web which is the internet and and many even uh, online universities I've seen even provide free courses and to a certain extent to, for some yep. even free degrees you mm-hmm. know free certified degrees from yep. you know universities overseas like America or whatnot mm-hmm. uh, that you can take online and, and therefore people are arguing you know what's the really key thing of like university like why do they still exist you know in our grandchildren's generation why would they still exist in grandchildren's generation so what I'm saying here is that for the A-level you know candidates who are receiving our results really think through of like like what you're going after I would say what you're going after like could be you need this as a point of entry to your, to your dream career your dream job it could be that you know you just wanting want this to gain I don't know insight to different areas so really think through like why do you want this major what do you want this course I think it's also a different difficult situation for students right because mm. I think it's common that at that age we don't really know what we want to do in life. Yeah. yeah. So, but then again, university is like a big investment of like three to four, five years of your life. And right? money. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not an easy decision, lah. It's yes. just making a decision and seeing where that leads you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah. Looking back, For- I, yeah, I really wouldn't have changed anything. Really. Nothing? No, again, back to the whole point where I mean, maybe I'm more stuck on this mindset is that it brought me where am I? I where I am today. I know, I know. But let's say whatever you change, nothing will change who you are today. Would that you cannot anything? be like I cannot wrap my head around how that's possible. It's still possible. Just think of it as like multiple express, multiple cannot, roads leading to I the same destination. I can't meet the same people. I can't experience <laughs> the same thing. 
I mean, know? you can still go through NLC and whatnot. You can still only spend three semesters <laughs> if you were to switch to CMM and still complete your studies. Yeah. Everything can still, you know, fold, unfold properly. I mean, looking back, I survived them, right? So <laughs> they shouldn't be that bad. La. It's just a first yeah. world problem. <laughs> it's true. Of course, it's a very, very first world problem. But actually, my experience, university experience uh, uh-huh. compared to Hui is very, very different. Mm-hmm. I would say like, you know, modules and studies only account to maybe... 30 to 40% of my university life mm-hmm. uh, because I spent a bulk of my time uh, fortunately and unfortunately in uh, University Hall which mm-hmm. is uh, the hostels of our school mm-hmm. and trust me it's a whole lot of fun that's when I really you know um, that's what they say if you have gone through poly you wouldn't enjoy as much in university as the JC kids because JC kids never have enjoyed this ever in their life mm-hmm. uh, because in university you're very free and we all stay in hall and you know you just have this uh, you form very strong bonds with uh, the people who stay in hall and with you as well. So it, think of it as like the fraternities and the sororities you see in the movies and mm-hmm. you just, you know, um, team up with your friends and you do just really crazy, stupid things in, in hall and mm-hmm. in school and, and it's just so happening like every week there's a lot of things that's going on. So because of that, uh, my, my grades actually kind of tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fortunately, I'm able to graduate. So so that's one uh, fortunate thing. I, I, it's, it's, I'm able to graduate. But yeah, I, I think university life is not just about studies and, and when I first entered uni I told myself that uh, I'm just here to try everything mm-hmm. uh, so I really did and in, in university since the first year uh, that I started studying I really tried a lot of things as much as I could mm-hmm. um, uh, and I really didn't regret it like, I feel that you know all these experiences really add up to help me become who I am today mm-hmm. like what Hui said because you're a sum of all your decisions you made in the past right so I think it's really I really appreciate it. La. And, and uh, sometimes I tell people that you know, uni- university is my best four years in my life because over there, when I was in hall, when you're in school, you're just there thinking like, what fun you should have next week? <laughs> what fun you should have the week mm-hmm. after? You really, really wouldn't think as much. Of course, of course there are many you know, uh, and very ambitious and driven uh, students who think otherwise who do other things. But for me, you know, I was just there chilling and hanging out with my friends. And I feel that that was the only period I could do that anyway. So I just like went all out or almost all out to just enjoy myself so yeah I'm, I'm, uh, I'm now a, a, a responsible young adult uh, maybe no longer young but still a responsible adult trying to you know make sense of our life um, mm-hmm. so yeah yeah. so that was my university life I think overall I'll say that uh, I didn't regret my, my choices at all because I picked NUS for the mm-hmm. campus life mm-hmm. and I really live it to the fullest so that was nice for me I really enjoyed it yeah so here you have two very different examples. Um, yeah. We went to NUS business at the same time, but we experienced two completely different We are wildly, different completely different things. Although even both of us even went to NLC together. And she even went to India uh, on the uh, NLC exchange yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything NLC is great. La. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're just, uh, you're just like trying to be the ambassador for NLC. Pick me, pick me. Are you hearing this? <laughs> yeah, we should, we should tag them. Yeah, yeah, this is this feels like a second episode of uh, <laughs> of NOC, but yeah. So so this week's uh podcast is slightly short because uh, I think Hui is rushing off to the to the next meeting. Uh, but let us know if you are listening up to here. Let us know at Instagram account called the dot podcast to see if you have any uh to let us know if you have any feedback or let us know if you have any topics that you want us to discuss. Yep. Alright, that's all. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.